0: I'm Sarah Tasker, I'm Jen Carrington, and this is
1: Letters from a Hopeful Creative. So today I feel like a fraud doing this question, mm. because I'm not a mother and it's a question kind of about motherhood, about maternity leave.
0: I think you've got lots of experience of working with people who've yes. had children, so, and I of course have a child.
1: Yes, well the question, okay, I'm going to read the question out. okay, let's go. Hey Sarah and Jen, I'm a listener since episode number one, that's amazing, thank you for being here still, so it's such a pleasure to write in, you two make a fab duo. My question is, I'm due to be going on maternity leave in a couple of months and it's my plan to start shooting pictures for my creative dreams during this period. I would love to create a healthy food magazine using Canva and sell it online by subscription. A bit of background, I have had a small food blog on Instagram for about four years. Initially, it was just for fun, but in 2017, I started asking companies if they would like to work with me. To my surprise, some agreed, and I was able to make a bit of money alongside my full-time job. Time passed, and soon my Saturdays were consumed. I started working in the evenings after work to shoot pictures and write recipes, but it was a struggling hustle to the ground, which I began to hate. Now I'm pregnant and thought, could this break be a way out of my nine-to-five council job? My plan is obviously to have a lovely cute baby, which I guess will consume most of my time, and in my free time, shoot photos of food using lovely daylight. I guess I'm just scared. All doubts arise, and I wonder, should I be planning my maternity leave for my creative business dreams when I don't know what the future may behold?' Sarah how did you go about it I remember you starting to shoot during your maternity leave what did the structure of your day look like is there also anything I should do now to prepare I'm starting to write down recipes but can't shoot and make until I have consistent daylight any guidance would be so greatly appreciated and this is from Susan
0: well hi Susan and congratulations on your impending arrival and also on all of your exciting plans for your business like I feel like there's kind of two babies on the way in some respects right now The first thing I would say is, like, remember to be super compassionate to yourself on this journey. And she talks about preparing. One of the things I would love her to do in preparation is to go and, like, read up on self-compassion. There's some amazing resources online because it's one of those things that I think we imagine we understand. But when you actually look at how you can apply it to yourself in real life, that would be a really good habit for her to cultivate right now. Because the work she's talking about doing and kind of stepping into a, a different space with her photography and her food her food journalism but also becoming a mother those are both huge journeys to take yourself
1: on yeah so obviously I'm currently child free but I have seen many of my clients go through this journey it's actually kind of awesome how many people have built or kick-started or taken to the next level create a creative business during maternity leave it kind of feels like a woman's secret weapon sometimes
0: yeah which as anyone who's got kids will know and certainly if anyone's listening and thinking well I did not start a business on my maternity (laughs) leave like it is an all-consuming task Mm -hmm. having a baby having a child and getting your head around it especially if it's your first I think like there is no shame on anybody who doesn't use maternity leave to build something because you're already kind of working your ass off just to keep going and yeah. to keep a tiny helpless human alive. So I feel like we have to say that first of Completely. all. But I did, I remember, I wish I could remember who it was, but it was an Olympic medal winning British athlete female. And she talked about... Was how it Jessica Ennis? It might have been actually. I need to look it up because she talked about on the radio once how she started training during her maternity leave Mm. and the way she phrased it was something like she just found the time and the energy in that way that you only do when you become a parent Mm. and there is something like you've got none of either of those things but there's something in you that drives you to kind of keep going and for me that's what maternity leave gave me was like the extra drive it gave me less time less energy less resources but more drive
1: which kind of cancelled out the rest what i found from so many of my clients have either been very early stages pregnant when we started working together or more often than not what's happened is someone's got pregnant while working together and so we've kind of kind of extended our time period of working together to cover that and what i found every time is if it's the first baby, the expectations before they have the baby and go on maternity leave, the first time we speak on the other side, they're like, yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about. My plan went completely out the window. Mm -hmm. Like you can't prepare for how this is going to change your life and for how you'll be changed and how your energy will change. And so I guess from what I've learned from my clients is you can only plan so much because you don't know who you're going to be on the other side of this. Right,
0: which is where the self-compassion comes in because you'll have hopes, like that's human and normal to think, hope it will go this way. But you need to be ready for it all to go completely differently and to still be like, that's fine as well. Like just down to the fact that you don't know what kind of baby you're going to get. Some babies are dream babies and they're going to sleep all the time and you'll have hours and hours to yourself every day to do whatever you want. And some babies are more high need and are going to need to be strapped to your dress 24-7 and awake every 20 minutes. So I think the first thing to do is kind of accept that you can't set a solid plan um, and that you're not going to be able to write yourself a schedule at this stage for how it's
1: going to look. Will you kind of share with both me and everyone listening, what did it actually look like for you? Because I know kind of the... The pull quote for a lot of pieces about Sarah is like, Bill, a 250k business on maternity leave. But it's kind of like, what did it actually look like for you in terms of like, you and all are coming home from the hospital and then me and all are becoming a thing. What was the actual journey for you there? And what did it look like in terms of, I guess I'm guess I guess I'm asking for Susan, like, how did you go about it? I took the path of least resistance and I absolutely advocate that in
0: all things parenting. Anola was a pretty dreamy baby. She was a fan of sleeping and being breastfed solved all of her problems in life. So I didn't have a huge sort of kind of resistance around like walking around with a crying baby. But I was lonely and I was feeling really unstimulated and I really felt like I had no identity as anything other than a mum. So for me... Instagram and taking photographs was kind of a little way to take a bit of ownership back over my life. And it also was a way to be creative when perhaps I wasn't able to leave the house. So like my typical days with Orla back then would be wake up with her when she'd wake up about six. Then by about 8.30, she was ready to sleep again. So I'd go back to bed with her and sleep with her again because I had my chronic illness, but hadn't got a diagnosis. Then she'd wake up about 10... We'd go downstairs and I have this memory of I would make a whole pot of tea. I had this insulated <laughs> tea pot that stayed hot and I would sit on the sofa. I'd put her on my chest. She'd fall asleep again and I would have about two hours if everything went right and nobody knocked at the door and the dog didn't bark where I could drink tea and be on my phone and that was my time where it all kind of started from and if I'd had her in the wrap like a baby wearing wrap then I think I probably could have gone and started taking pictures in that time but actually it kind of progressed to the point that I would leave her asleep and I'd have like maybe an hour or two a day with consistent daylight where for the period of about six months it was like a reliable time slot in my day where I could take a picture and I say for six months because babies change you Mm -hmm. just get into a rhythm and a routine and then everything changes again but most of my pictures for Instagram especially back then but even now were the work of two or three minutes tops because that was all I felt like I had the room for in my head and in my life and also the patience for because I'm not someone who <laughs> who's able to do the fine detail work
1: so how long did you have for maternity leave in all in all time
0: um I had like the full of what you could have so it was coming up to a year I think and how soon into maternity leave did you start me and Ola I started the Instagram account just before she was born I remember it uh. was the little changes just before she was due so like because it was my first child I pre-washed all the baby grows nobody does that with the second child I'm like we repainted a wall so it was those little early stories and so then she came and it didn't turn into like a blog until I think she was probably about six seven months old so that kind of tells you the slow progression I was mm. taking it was literally baby steps it was a photo per day and so did you know she was going to be called all before she was born yes we'd already named her Oh, that's but amazing. actually yeah. Now I think about it. I don't think my account was called me in all about Oh, then. was it not?
1: I think it was possibly just my name. Oh, so you started it a little bit before she came into the world. Mm. And then on 6 of a month she started a blog. And it sounds so it sounds like for you you found pockets of time when it was possible for you to work on this.
0: Yeah, and it was I say it was the path of least resistance because it was very much like okay, my camera is too much trouble, I'm going to shoot on my phone. And I would say if you're making something with Canva, You don't need to be taking like the toppest, highest quality resolution images you're going to you can make because it's going to be a digital product that can be consumed digitally. So for me, that meant taking pictures on my phone, editing those pictures on my phone and sharing them on my phone. And because I had a decent amount of time every day where maybe I couldn't be up and about and shooting, but I knew I could be sat down and scrolling, especially if you're breastfeeding. But I think it's true. However, you end up feeding your child you're going to be sat down with one hand free a lot of hours (laughs) in the early days. So I think using that time well for me meant that I didn't feel restless and I didn't feel like I was kind of trapped by that time. Instead, it meant I was like, I'm with my baby.
1: I'm fulfilling her needs, but I'm also
0: fulfilling mine
1: it's really interesting because like thinking back to my clients who've been on this journey the things the similar stories that come from what they share with me is number one like after you give birth you tend to have this like is it the fourth trimester where you just get like a big creative surge yeah yeah i remember hannah bullivant telling me this years ago when just before she was about to have alden and if anyone doesn't follow hannah her children are just the most beautiful things in the world <laughs> And i remember she was telling me she was like i just i know because it was the second time around for her. she was like i just know i'm gonna get this creative surge. and i was like that sounds amazing the other thing that i've heard from my clients is You stop wasting time once the baby comes, yeah. Because before you had all the time in the world, and now you have such little time that you kind of actually find yourself doing more in that time. Which is kind of what the athlete was saying. Like, you you get
0: really good at time management in a way that only someone whose time has been suddenly very dramatically reduced has been. So it's obviously not just only parents know it, but that's a very common trigger for a lot of people to be like, okay. 10 minutes a day how much amazing stuff can I achieve in 10 minutes a day
1: whereas but before children you're like oh 10 minutes is nothing I'll just eat some crisps and now all is getting older
0: like she's six I actually find I really miss that urgency of like okay I've got an hour go 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 because it it brings the work out of you and I remember when I was like working my day job because I went back to work after I'd had my maternity leave for, for a while while I was juggling everything and I know I've talked about this before, but I would like dictate blog posts into my phone on the Mm. commute home because my head was so full of creativity and there was no space in my life to get it out. And at the time that was really frustrating, but now I have more time in my days. I look back at that and I'm like, man, that was like such a fertile period. Mm. And sometimes those constraints and that pressure is actually just the thing you need to get those
1: ideas out into the world. You just like hit the nail on the head of something I'm thinking about recently. So I remember like the first... Year of my business, and even the two years before that, where I was just blogging, it felt like a fertile time because you've got so much energy and so much Mm. in your head to get out there. And it's really funny because just in the past few weeks, and you've just hit the nail on the head, things have felt very fertile for me in my business because I've got all these ideas that I'm trying to like get out there and like creating some new things. And I guess it's interesting how because your body has been at its most fertile (laughs) by growing a baby, yeah, literally fertile, and then it comes into the world, and then you have this it sounds like for Susan, she's got this thing that she's she's like, oh, I have this time where I could pursue this. I guess it just I just find it really quite poetic thinking of it in that way.
0: Well, we're talking about creation, right? Mm-hmm. Creativity. And if you make a child, that's one of your greatest creative works that you're ever going to bring into the world. You, you took nothing and you turned it into a human. And there's lots of other ways that you can have your greatest creative work. And this isn't to say that you know, having a child is the only way to access all of these feelings and all of these experiences. But it is a common theme that a lot of women who've had children see and experience. And I I think it's good to be poised for it and to be ready and to be excited for it, because it took me by surprise. And I think Mm. it took me a little while to be like, oh, it's okay. Like, I've got permission to do both of these things at once and i don't have to spend my days being a complete
1: earth mother who goes to every toddler group on the agenda (laughs) the other thing i get from a lot of my clients is because there's all these positives and on the flip side it's like no matter how many baby books you read or how many people tell you what it's going to be like, nothing prepares you quite as much for the lack of sleep and for the fact that you are now responsible for this like tiny, tiny human and just, and you know, so many women struggle with postpartum issues like depression yeah. and anxiety. And and just, psychosis. And just, and just well, your, your relationship changes if you're, if you're in a relationship. And I guess I say all this to Susan to, I guess, encourage her to whatever happens is going to kind of happen. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is that mum and baby are okay.
0: Definitely. And that actually like this feels like a window of opportunity and it may well turn out to be one. But if it doesn't, that's fine too. And there'll be other windows of other opportunities. Again, like back to the self-compassion thing. I spoke actually just last week at Mothers Meetings, which is a London-based meetup for women who are on maternity leave or have got children or older children And the thing that kind of brings everyone together is they're all creatives and Mm -hmm. a lot of them have got their own businesses. And we had some really brilliant, really honest conversations in that room that day about Instagram and about growing a business. And one of the things I found myself saying a lot to a lot of the women was like, but look, you've also got a three month old baby, like Mm. your list of what you're expecting of yourself is so long. You need to remember that what you're doing here with your child counts just as much because you. No one tells you you're a good parent. No one tells you you're doing well. There's no numbers attached mm. to it. So it's so much easier to put all of our self worth still in the business or still in the, the social media numbers, and actually
1: finding your place as a mother.
0: Is the first and most important job.
1: What I've seen for some of my clients who after having their first child, I think many people feel this like urgency to get a business up and off the ground and happen very fast. Yeah. And I've just been on a journey this year actually with one client and she had her child and then we started working together. And she's been on like a very slow but beautiful journey to uncovering what she wants to do in her work because she is no longer the person she was before she had her child. Yeah. She has changed, her view of the world has shifted, her view her sense of self has shifted. And by navigating that and slowly coming back to her creativity when she has the time and also when the month goes by where baby got a cold daddy got a cold mommy got a cold then baby got a cold again yeah and it's just the grace that you have to show yourself in that time and trusting that you will have time for your creativity when you come back to it it's been the most incredible journey for me just to bear witness to because she has become something in that process mm. and she has found something and she has slowly claimed something And I guess I'm sharing this because I think we think that it has to happen really fast that it's like a very like create the thing and get out there and it happens really fast and I think we underestimate the power of just slowly allowing yourself to navigate the journey that's right in front of you because your creativity is not going anywhere it's always there for you it's part of being a human being
0: and there are no shortcuts like you might try to leap ahead and make it all happen straight away but if that work needs doing that work's gonna need doing and it's not gonna go away like you're gonna have to come back to it at some point I met up with a friend actually who's on maternity leave just last week as well And one of the things she was sort of beating herself up over was she was saying, oh, my inbox is so full of emails and opportunities and I'm just not responding to any of them. And she was sort of worrying about what that meant. But when we dug a little bit deeper into it, she had responded to a couple and she'd taken a couple of opportunities and was going to be going and doing a bit of work. And all she was really doing was prioritizing, but her priorities had changed. So these were emails that maybe pre-baby she would have been Mm -hmm. all over and made sure she replied to and took every opportunity, but now she's asking the question of, is this more important to me than spending time with my daughter? Mm. And only a couple made the cut. And I would say that that's brilliant. Like that's a really great response to have. But it's getting your head around reframing it and realising that doing the work's going to look different now that you're a mother.
1: Yeah, it's a massive identity shift and a priority shift. And I feel like it's, I always get the impression that it's surrender like you don't know what kind of birth you're going to have. Yeah. You don't know when the baby's going to come. You don't know what kind of, you know, if it's going to sleep. If it, you, you, It's the biggest, one of the biggest surrenders of your life. And what we tend to do in moments where we feel out of control is to try and control something. So I wonder if Susan's like, well, I need to have a plan for how to do this and da, da, because that helps us. But you have, all you know is that this is that this baby matters to you and this work matters to you. I believe more than anything that you're going to figure this out. I do. I see it every day because I follow so many women online who've had babies and are raising babies. And you see, and you know, we're really lucky that they give us into glimpses of their life. And you just see it unfold like they figure it out and they figure it out and it becomes clearer. And it's, I guess it's terrible advice in some way, but it's like a big part of this is going to be surrendering. To whatever's gonna happen. And then, on top of that, what I found helpful, I'm just thinking of a client who is just on maternity leave right now. So, we've taken a little break from coaching. And what she said to me on our last call before she went on maternity leave, she was like, Can we just have a point next year where we agree to check in? Because she was like, If we just leave this open ended, I might not check back in with you. Yeah. But can we have a point, no matter where I'm at, I wanna check in with you just so that it's there? And so, I wonder for Susan, as she's about to head into this maternity leave, can she give herself some loose, helpful markers? That she's allowed to throw out the window when the time comes, but something like a a breadcrumb to help her reconnect to this. Yeah. Because I imagine when the baby comes, she's probably not going to think once about the food stuff for a little while.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Like I was sort of thinking as you were saying that, that if it was me, I would want to set myself like first two months, three months, no work. Try and make that like a period of just getting your head around your brand new job of being a mum, and then after three months, then kind of you've given yourself permission, and like you say, you can completely kind of crap all over that if you're really in a work zone, or you can you know not do any work give for a six year. months off. Yeah. yeah, but give yourself kind of a, an allotted space to to fill up so that you've got guidelines to follow if you feel completely lost. In terms of kind of a breadcrumb, you know, I'm always here with the practical ideas. Then think about <laughs> what I would love. If it's going to be a Canva, like, could she get the template ready now? Yeah,
1: that's what I was just thinking. She could write the magazine,
0: write some of the copy, get the recipes in, yeah. get the branding Give done. Give her an entry point to get back to Yeah, her. so that all, she's, all that's waiting for her when she comes back to it is to take the pictures, to take make the recipes, take the pictures and drop them in one by one. And that feels like a doable task, like a, a list she can
1: work through. So this is the first time I think I've ever felt, like, completely inadequate while recording an episode of this podcast. <laughs> so... What I gather, but I'm going to go for this anyway because that's the question, but what I gather from seeing people in this situation is that the, one of the most important things is being really patient and going easy on yourself. Yes because I see, I see sometimes with my clients when they're in this is maybe they'll be like, Jen, I feel like I should be doing more. I see this person doing this and this person doing this. And I always say, yeah, but are they raising a two month old right now? Yes. Yeah. Not that it's a competition, but I think it's because, do, tell me if I'm wrong here. I imagine for some people, you, the, you have the baby and your body's aware that you have a baby, but does it take a minute for your brain to catch up? I think so.
0: I remember like looking around my house being like, everything looks different because I've become a new human and it it took me a couple of months I think to really be like okay this is the new
1: normal and I wonder is it if that's true because life will never be the same again yeah therefore your creativity will never be the same again because you will now I guess it's it's an evolution of who you are and so I guess for Susan it's also she doesn't know how she's going to feel creatively on the other side of this Mm. and she's probably I imagine that there's a desire to hold on to the version of you pre-baby yes yes and so the work might be the entry point to that. Yeah. But then there's also, well, how does the work fit into my new life where my body is no longer just my own? Because I've got to feed... Well, you might have to feed a baby or carry around the baby or just calm yeah. the baby. Their needs are, like,
0: insistent and impossible to ignore. And, yeah, you're constantly putting someone else's needs
1: above your own every hour of the day for for that first year. If you could go back and do anything differently on your maternity leave, what would you do? I would
0: be so much kinder to myself. Mm. I mean, I was a very different person in so many ways back then. I I had no self-belief. My relationship with my husband was really different. Like Jen knows a lot of this because I've talked with her about it. So I would definitely show myself a lot more self-compassion. And I love the journey that my business took and it, it gave me life. Like literally, I think that year would have looked so different for me if I hadn't found my voice with photography. And actually, I remember in that year, I was... Some of my best pieces of writing that I've ever written or the ones I love the most are things, bits of fiction and things I wrote just in a notebook in those days. Mm. And I couldn't stop it. It was in my head coming out of me all the time. And I think for whatever reason, I needed that for my mental health and for my sanity to get me through that year was this new part of myself that had been uncovered was like pushing itself Mm. Out to be seen and I felt a lot of guilt about that but now looking back I'm so grateful for it so I wish I'd been able to tell myself kind of what I know
1: now yeah someone who's come into my mind a lot is Siobhan Watts she runs yeah hey I think her Instagram handle on her blog is blessed the weather I think it's or maybe it's Siobhan Watts it Instagram. might be Siobhan Watts now but um she um we actually worked together during this time so she went on maternity leave with her first daughter Rory she's due her second daughter in a month now I think and she actually never ended up going back to work she maternity leave is how she built her photography business and then what's wonderful about Siobhan is she's so open about this journey she's wrote many blog posts about this and many she'll go on stories and share lots of bits of her story I think for Susan if she hasn't already Siobhan might be a really interesting person's story for her to catch up on catch up on because I think I know for some of my clients and I don't want to say this in a way because I feel like it sounds bad because it's all nuanced but I'm going to say it anyway just in case it's something people can relate to I know a couple of my clients have said to me oh I feel like I wasted my maternity leave which I don't think is ever true because you've raised a baby like that's amazing but I guess the, maybe the one thing that makes a difference before going into maternity leave which gives you a kick head start which Susan has here is kind of knowing what you want to use maternity leave for yeah she's not going into this not knowing what she's doing she's got a plan for this food magazine she's she's got all the breadcrumbs already and I guess maybe a gentle question to ask herself is if possible what would I love to do with my maternity leave and it's really okay if I don't do that but what are the pieces that kept me moving forward like what what would I like to do with this so that you don't feel on that day where you're like oh my god I have half an hour to do something you're not like well what the hell do I do yes
0: and if you're not there like maybe you're listening and you're already on mat leave or you're about to have a baby and there is no time for you to figure that out or maybe you're just not able to figure it out in time then it's fine to use mat leave as part of that exploration
1: process. What a great time to do. I've seen it with my clients both camps. People who have already had a business and then they go on maternity leave and how it radically changes your business and your sense of self in the business. The people who go on maternity leave and they have the buddings of a business and then they build it. And then the people who go on maternity leave and they're like, I never want to go back to that job again. Which way you work. Yeah, of. I think a lot of people
0: are like that. Like whether because you love being at home with your child or you just love being at home and not you part of that it, rat You figure it, yeah
1: what a great time to play with your creativity and what a great time to use your creativity as a way to rediscover yourself I imagine. Yes
0: and I think the the fact that people feel like they've wasted their mat leave speaks so much to how we judge success still Mm. in like really cold hard terms and actually like if you used your mat leave to think about all of these things but you've got nothing to show at the end of it you've not wasted
1: your mat leave. You can't waste mat leave if you if you've raised this wonderful human, I feel like, I say this a lot with my clients, like, I feel like as women, I think we're starting to come out of this part of messaging, I hope so anyway, we're like, you can have it all, you can have a career, yeah. and friends, and a family. and be a size six and have a fashion forward wardrobe. Yeah. and it's bullshit, I'm, Shonda Rhimes says in her book, yeah, she's like, if she's succeeding in one area of her life, she's failing at mm-hmm. another, and I imagine that must feel so true to all mothers because I remember Shonda was saying that she missed Christina Yang, was one of the characters that she missed. Sandra O's last day filming on Grey's Anatomy because she went to her kids' like school play, uh. and and I guess where I'm going with this is we put so much pressure on ourselves, and if you spend a year just loving on someone and taking care of yourself and creating when you have time to. That's beautiful all the same. And if you spend a year building an amazing business and loving on your baby and whatever you do, it's all worthy and it's all good enough. But I guess the my biggest hope for anyone in Susan's position is that they do it how they want to do it and they don't fill that year with things that they think they should do.
0: Yes. Yeah. Forget the shoulds. I would also say if you have a partner make it really clear to them that your time in the day with the baby is not just actually as a housewife to do all the cooking and cleaning and washing, unless that's something that you enjoy or that soothes you. But it could very easily be that you will just spend all of your mat leave doing that and looking after a baby. And actually, I think we fit those things in around our lives when we're working full time, both like two people in a partnership if there are two. So why can they not still be fit around that time in the day, keeping that preserved
1: for you and baby and whatever else you need for yourself, right? Then it's really interesting. I remember reading someone a few months ago that was saying, even in the most like equal feminist marriages, baby comes along, mm-hmm. and unless there's a lot of communication, you can naturally just fall back into very gender specific roles oh my gosh yeah yeah totally that happened to me and my
0: husband and it took us years to dig ourselves out and now I look back and I'm so mad at myself <laughs> for not speaking up more it, it would be very different it may be very different if we have another child I guess the other thing we should say actually maybe we should have said this right at the start is obviously maternity leave is a huge privilege and actually in like the United States in lots of places in the world paid maternity leave does not exist I, think, I don't know I feel like we have to acknowledge that
1: yeah any of our American listeners is probably like oh that sounds nice <laughs> I get two weeks off and then I go back to work with my stitches yeah and I think we also have to also maternity leave when you work for a company is very different when you're self-employed yeah because when you're self-employed there is statutory maternity pay but it's about 150 pounds a week and you can't earn any of your own money in that time and for most of us that wouldn't even cover our rent also there's even if you don't love your job there's a gift here that like your job is paying something for you that not everyone has access to and I guess it's just I guess I just to acknowledge anyone listening to this podcast right now and just thinking yeah well that's not true for me because I am like for you Sarah if you ever have a second child maternity is going to look wildly different to when you had Ola. Totally yeah and better in
0: so many ways because I've learned so much along the way but financially very different to when at least I knew my NHS salary was landing in my bank account every month back then.
1: Yeah, I when I think ahead to hopefully one day when I will take maternity leave, I literally already have a financial plan for when that's going to happen because I'm the breadwinner in my marriage and I will want some time off work. Hopefully. And so I get, and I, what I've learned from my clients and just like reading lots of different stories online is that it looks different for everyone. The worst thing you can do is compare it to someone else's. Mm-hmm. Comparison seems to, it's, it's one of the worst things we can ever do, but it seems the hardest in motherhood. Yeah. Because there's so many opinions and expectations, and it's also unique to you and your baby and how you're recovering and all these different types of things, and just also what you want from that time. And I think, Susan, it would be so easy for you to go into this feeling like, well, I should do this, 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 and this. And all you can really do is go into it with as much intention as possible and then go with the flow because who knows what the hell's going to happen.
0: Take your hopes and your excitement and leave everything else, I think. I remember reading, actually, I think I read this shortly after my maternity leave, but apparently there's some biological change in a woman's brain, because your whole body is changing and your brain chemistry is still changing long after you've given birth. And for about a year after giving birth, they found that women, most women, care less about the opinions of others. Wow. I feel like I didn't have that. If anything, I was like hypervigilant of other people's opinions and how judgmental it felt like at mother's groups and everything else. But I think that maybe that explains some of the magic of maternity leave in that what holds a lot of us back a lot of the time is the fear of what other people think. And if you've got a year off from that, kind of like, and it makes biological sense kind of in an evolutionary way Mm. because it's, you've got to give your child what you need to be selfish for a year. And actually thinking about it, I think... For the first time in my life, I learned how to be selfish, what I class as being selfish. I think what most people might call
1: just self-care while I was on maternity leave. I also wonder, tell me if I'm wrong it, if you have like grown a baby in your belly and birthed it and brought it into the world, or because that's not the only way people become parents, sure. maybe you have adopted a child or fostered a child or you've had a surrogate, whatever you've done to bring this child into the world who it's now your sole responsibility of you and your partner to take care of nothing scarier than that right like so building a business I wonder if it feels like less of a beast to take on yeah because you've already done this hard scary thing that has stretched your capacity as a human being I wonder if it gives you an extra level of courage and I hear this from a lot of my clients when they've had children and they say I no longer can allow myself to not follow my dreams or to follow what's important to me because I'm modeling this to my child now
0: I definitely had that sense of like what on earth am I gonna tell her I better have something worth telling her.
1: <laughs> Like You can't hide from yourself as much yeah. because they see you and, and it's all modeling parenting, right? Like them. And so if you, how can you tell them to go chase their dreams and be true to themselves? When you're not doing it. So yeah. like, I guess I'm wondering for Susan, like maybe there's a courage you're going to find on the other side of this. That might not look like what we think courage looks like, mm-hmm. but maybe you're going to find something that makes building this business even like, you're just like, you know what? I have just given birth to a child. Like I can do, I'm raising a human. I can do this. Yeah. And I think if I could give any like, I guess practical advice would be as a mother as a mother of a, of a new child you're going to have not a lot of time and energy so anything you pour into the business make sure that you're doing the things that bring you the biggest return on investment yeah. in the business don't waste time doing the things that are just fluff doing the things that are just kind of like they feel good but it's not moving the needle and moving the needle looks different and I think we live in a time now where we think moving the needle is growing our Instagram following mm-hmm. but a lot of the time moving the needle is sometimes going deeper into the business to figure out what it is creating this beautiful magazine building the community around that sometimes that looks like growing the Instagram following but I guess it's getting really clear on what the work if you say to yourself I would love to use this year to be able to get my business to a place where it feels like maybe I could leave my job if that feels like something you do want to honor or hold yourself accountable to try and get really clear before the hormones of after having a baby kick in of what that might actually look like so that when you're ready to do the work you've made a plan the ceo part of this business within you has kind of made a plan for you as the employee what to do yeah and then the ceo gets to take the maternity leave off
0: and the employee can just show up when she can exactly
1: and i guess it's showing yourself so much grace because you don't know what's going to happen and i also think a year is huge but there's many years afterwards as well yeah this is just the start for you back
0: on the practical points then if I would have anything I would say it is plan to do as much as you can on your phone and if that means buying a slightly bigger phone or a better phone and that's possible (laughs) then do that because my phone that was how my whole business became shaped off my phone really was because I was lying down with a baby a lot of the time and Canva is perfect for that and again like if you can edit your photos on your phone if you can write in your iPhone notes and paste it in by all means do and then second practical tip is buy one of those stretchy wraps. Mm. They're like jersey, they're slightly stretchy, you can use them from newborn. That, for everyone who I've known who's had one, it's like an off switch for your child. Baby goes in, baby can feel your heartbeat and your warmth and wants to sleep. And you can, you've got two hands free, so you can do whatever you want. If you've got one of those in the cupboard and you've practiced tying it around a teddy bear and you've got all the apps ready to go on your phone, then if and when the opportunities are pre- kind of present themselves, you're going to be ready to go.
1: Oh, like one of those baby
0: beyonds. No, Baby Beyonds are a controversial gen. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> crotch danglers, they call them, crotch danglers. No judgment on anyone, but that's what I've heard.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I've seen on the blog, Sarah, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys, for any of the offense of mentioning the Baby Beyonds. Get a stretchy rap. No one's, no one's upset about them. It'd be fine. <laughs> I also, I, everything I read around Motherhood in the early days is like, your community is everything. Because isolation is not good for your mental health, or for your and I, I guess there's there's so much out there if you want it to help you feel less alone. I think in motherhood, in sense of like podcasts, people on Instagram, mom and baby groups. If you're not an introvert and that doesn't you don't mind getting out, the house yeah, really, like that mothers' meeting. If I was in London, I would have been there every week. I have had clients who constantly say it's amazing. So I guess it's also just for Susan, like find whatever your entry point to comfort and inspiration is as well like if you if there's motherhood accounts where you're just like well they look amazing and I'm failing maybe mute them for a little yeah, bit yeah maybe look away but if there's like like a podcast that helps you just feel like you're not a podcast that I love I'm not a mother but I just love listening to these things is Katie's Crips or Katie Lowe's she was on Scandal she's an actress and she had a child and I think it's always interesting to listening to celebrities talk about motherhood because they have access to a certain level of privilege that yeah. they have night nurses and nannies and you know the money to afford that so it's very different but she has some really honest awesome conversations around just like anxiety and like postnatal depression and she has come I just that's a podcast that I love but if you would literally just I guess figuring out where your sense of community and inspiration and connection is going to come from so that on a day when you feel like it's too hard maybe there's something that can just be like you're not alone in this you can do this absolutely and that might
0: look like motherhood community it might look like community that supports the other parts of who you are, Yes, I needed both. I really needed both. And I didn't expect that. Like, my expectations of maternity leave were very different to how it turned out. But look, now we're here. And in fact, that little girl who I was looking at the tiny baby of and thinking, what on earth am I going to tell her, came to my book launch last week and yeah. signed books with me. And then when we had some extra signed ones, she said to the lady, can I help you put them on the shelves? And they went oh. and put them on the shelves together. Like, what an amazing transformation that that i've been on and all of us all of us the catalyst it wasn't
1: maternity leave that changed me it was all yeah i guess susan doesn't even know how she's gonna feel yet no i get the impression that like you're pregnant and you can prepare as much as possible but nothing prepares you for what happens on the other side no good the good the bad and the ugly yeah and so just good looks and i think if you we don't know what this time is going to be like for you i think there is so much possibility and there's also so much grace to show yourself in this time too. Yes. And I think, um, yeah, I really recommend checking out Siobhan. Someone else I really recommend checking out is Freya Dowson. She yes. has got the most beautiful baby and Freya is a NGO photographer. So she's used to traveling all over the world. And she shared some really kind of personal experience of what it's like for her to have to take a step back right now. Yeah. So she's great. Um, I'm sure there's loads of people to check out who just... So many, yeah. We, we could
0: scroll through our feeds right now I reckon and find hundreds but check out the motherhood hashtags on instagram if you're looking for kind of community there because that's always a great place to there's start. there's so
1: many great people out there and just good luck please check back in a year yes and congratulations again yeah congratulations and just good luck and I hope more than anything that you get to prioritize what is important to you right now and not what you think you should prioritize amen to that yes please I have many people say to me that like you don't get the first you never get the newborn days back again with that child and- so I don't even remember them with all the. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, good luck, Susan. We're wishing you all the best.
0: So, if anyone is listening and has their own memories or experiences of maternity leave or of something similar that's been transformational in their lives, we'd really love to hear from you. Uh, our hashtag is DearHopefulCreative. You can use that on Instagram, on Twitter, on anywhere you hang out online. And do share your thoughts with us and with Susan, who I'm sure will benefit from hearing from lots of people's experiences yeah
1: I think this is like one of those things where I can only imagine how powerful it would be to listen to all the different stories of the people who are have been through maternity leave with a business or going for it preparing for it I think it's there's only good things can come from talking about this more totally and I remember when I was
0: on mat leave like the ability to google anything I was going through and find a community of people who were going through or had been through the same thing saved me and actually like this is an opportunity for people to step up and do that yeah. for season hopefully too
1: so i cannot wait to hear everyone's stories
0: you can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media so on instagram i'm at me and Orla. and you'll find me at jen carrington underscore we're going to be sharing new episodes every monday so if you've liked what you've heard so far hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show yeah and we can't wait to connect with you soon